Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey listeners, welcome to a special podcast that's very magical and adventurous, and it's called Go Your Own Way. The podcast that you deserve, that might not be the podcast that you need right now. This is one of your three hosts, this is Peter. Hi. Hi, Peter. Hi! Hi. <laughs> this is another can... one of your hosts, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hello, Jen. And I am also a host. Eric is my name. Is what I meant to follow that up with. I love how we're in our 33rd episode and we still can't get the intro down. Still lots of awkward pauses and such. We are us. It's called charm, Peter. Charm. (laughs) You have none of it. (laughs) So, Jen, you were not present for the. I know these last few episodes have been kind of spread out, partly because of me. But uh, the last two episodes that we did were our two first episodes with actual books. Uh, And you were not here for those. Uh, Eric, I believe your brother Nick. Yes. Is that correct? Was with us for those, and those were fun. We had a good time. Uh, I thought tonight we could do another book. Uh, this relatively short one, like the other ones. Uh, one called You Are Invisible, which is uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, number 48, uh, by Susan Saunders, and illustrated by Ron Wing. Mm-hmm. But you listeners can't see the illustrations, so as I always say, you'll have to use the illustrations of your mind. Mind <laughs> illustrations! In bed wow i have to make up for lost time you guys you do. have done a bunch without me we had a bunch of episodes of that in bed jokes and it was terrible it's true i know well we're glad you're back yay i was <laughs> i was gonna say that the uh the illustration on this very first page is pretty pretty wild it's two children looking into a chest in the attic and there's beams of light coming out of it from all directions And they have amazed faces. Nothing good ever comes out of attics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's get started with the story. You and your family have just moved into a big old house. It will take a lot of work to get the place into shape. Today, you and your friend Robert are cleaning out the attic. You are looking through old newspapers, mysterious boxes, and some rusty tin trunks. You open a trunk. It's filled with strange looking clothing, a shiny beaded dress, a checkered vest, and a long cape with a hood. The cape looks gray, but when you pull it out of the trunk, it shimmers with all the colors of the rainbow. Did we just find Joseph's multicolored, technicolored dream coat <laughs> I think we did. I was thinking that too. Wouldn't that be a great story? Is it we just find a technicolored dream coat and we have adventures through town wearing that? I'd like to see that. I'd be down with that. Yeah, but uh, I want that dress. <laughs> dress. Okay, well, you can have the shiny beaded dress then. Jen. Yes. And uh, Eric, you can have the checkered vest. <laughs> Unless you want the Technicolor dream coat. I can take checkered vest. We all know Peter should have the Technicolor dream coat anyway. I think so. We'll have to make up for my lack of charm <laughs> with color. Oh. 
Um, let's see. You put the cape on. It covers you from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. But it's so light, you barely feel it. You walk over to a cracked mirror in the corner of the attic to take a look at yourself. You peer into the mirror, but you don't see a thing. Your arms are missing, and so are your feet and legs. In fact, you don't see any of you, or the old cape either. Where are you? Robert calls out. I'm not going to do all this work by myself. But he's looking right at you. Is he joking? Or could you be invisible? (laughs) Which one is more likely, listeners? Yeah, everybody's got that friend who's constantly pretending his other friends turn invisible for no reason. (laughs) Should you tell Robert about this magical cape? Or do you want to keep it a secret for now? Oh no, Um, I've read Lord of the Rings. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. That's right. I mean, we are going to be kind of an asshole to our friend for just basically abandoning him with all of our work. Isn't it our house? And he's cleaning through the attic. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Let's, um... It's his fault for being a sucker. That's true. (laughs) You decide not to tell Robert about the KPA. You want to try it out first. You hold your breath and tiptoe around Robert. You're only inches away from him, but he can't see you. You creep down the stairs and out the door. As soon as you're outside, you hear, batter up. Some of the kids must be playing in the vacant lot down the street. Invisible baseball could be fun, you think, as you hurry down the sidewalk. Oh god, is this going to have a crossover with uh, you see the future? (laughs) Or we get hit in the head? You're the one who throws the ball that hits her in the head. I would love if all of these books like crossed into each other like that. They're all in the same universe. <laughs> uh, you pass Mr. Walters's house. Mr. Walters has the biggest apple tree in town. Mr. Walters also hates kids, and so does his boxer, Butch. You stare up at the shiny red fruit. Your mouth is watering. Should you pick some apples? After all, you're invisible. Or are you going to go straight to the baseball game? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's right. Also, we're invisible. And we might freak out the old guy. Two birds, one stone. Payback time. Perfect. <laughs> you decide to pick some of those apples from Mr. Mr. Walters's tree. The way they write it is a little strange. Uh, Mr. Walters is looking out of his living room window... You stick out your tongue at him. You're feeling pretty brave because you're invisible. (laughs) You hope Butch is sleeping or out back somewhere. You're about to climb the tree when you smell something yummy. You creep over to the house and peek through the kitchen door. On the table inside are two apple pies still steaming from the oven. If there's anything you like better than shiny red apples, it's hot apple pie. And Mr. Walters and his wife don't need two of them. We 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 don't know. Maybe... Each of them likes their own pie. I mean, they they said he's old, right? I mean, we could surmise that they've been married for a few decades. They probably yeah. don't want to share a pie anymore. They're at the point where they can have separate pies. Um, I'm sorry. My mind just jumps to poison. You know, separate pies. Mm. One has poison. Which that, one's which? That too. <laughs> Jen insists that all food in her serious relationship is plated by the other partner and then randomly swapped around to ensure that she's never poisoned. 
And this is why I'm still single, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, fellas. (laughs) Should you take a pie or stick to fresh apples and climb the tree? I'm personally... I mean, especially seeing the illustration as well, I'm really liking the idea of pie now. Oh, pie is definitely better than, you know, regular apples. Pie beats apples. Just be careful. Yeah. Pie wins. Also, the picture. I, I I keep describing the pictures in this book, but this picture is really creepy because there's two delicious looking pies in the foreground. And then in the background, there's a screen door and we are looking through it with like a really creepy ass face. <laughs> it's like half smiling. <laughs> so clearly we are the creepy kid. Yes. The one that you see in the horror films. That you should run away from. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, are we going? Are we going for pie then? Yes. Yes. All There's right. nothing better than pie. Pie is the best thing in, on the planet, except for maybe alcohol. That too. <laughs> but if you put them together, I would love to try a pie-flavored alcoholic drink. Okay, okay, slight tangent. (laughs) Uh, My friend bakes, and tonight he made um, these caramel brandy marshmallows. It was amazing. Wow. And you could kind of taste the alcohol in them. It was amazing. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That's almost as good as alcohol and pie, is alcohol Mm. and marshmallow. (laughs) Well, good, good. Thank, thank you for that. Good idea for you listeners. It's a good snack to eat while you're listening to our podcast. So, pie. Uh, those pies look too good to pass up. There's no one in the kitchen. Anyway, you're invisible, right? Yes, I think we've uh, established that. <laughs> times now. The, the screen door creaks a little when you open it. You tiptoe to the kitchen table. The pie is still steaming. You break off a piece of crust and pop it in your mouth. It's as yummy as it looks. You grab a spoon and dig into the filling. It's spicy and delicious. But you've only had a few mouthfuls when you're interrupted by a long, low growl. It's Butch. You stand still as a statue, barely breathing. Butch pads toward the table, his fangs bared. As long as I don't move, I'm okay, you tell yourself. I don't think that's necessarily He's true. a dog, not a T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> um, even... But even though Butch can't see or hear you, he can smell you. With a snarl, he leaps on you, his teeth snapping shut on your cape. You try to pull it away from him, but Butch won't let go. You hear footsteps hurrying toward you. It's Mr. Walters. Now you're done for. <laughs> the the crazy dog attacking us is okay, but then when Mr. Walters comes, comes around, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the end. Yeah. Stop that. Have you gone crazy? Mr. Walters yells at the dog. You jerk the cape and make sure you're covered and still invisible. You ate the pie too, Mr. Walters says to Butch. He grabs oh. Butch's collar and drags him away from you. <laughs> still oh, snapping. The Bad dog. dog got blamed. Yeah. <laughs> so that turned out okay. Bad dog, you're going without dinner. I love starving my pet. <laughs> <laughs> As you spoon up more pie, you feel sorry for Butch, but only a little. The end. Wow. That was (laughs) 
That was quick. We did manage to fuck over two people and a dog, though. That's and I true. think that's a pretty good day's work. And we got pie. And we got pie. <laughs> so, yes, I, I do agree that was pretty quick. Um, with that in mind, should we try some of the other branches in this story? <laughs> branches. Were there, were there any areas in particular that seemed interesting to you? Maybe picking apples, maybe baseball. Maybe telling Robert about the cape. Yeah, I think we should go all the way back and tell Robert. Ooh. That way we get a whole nother story. A whole new world. We could both get under the cape and make out in front of our homophobic parents. It'd be great. (laughs) That that is a possibility, I suppose. Word. Word. You guys want to tell Robert then? Yeah. Yes. All right. Naked. (laughs) What? He can't Uh, see under the cape. But he can feel. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right here, you say to Robert, taking off the cape. Robert is speechless when you appear in front of him. It's this cape, you explain. Now you see me. You slip the cape on again. Now you don't. Wow, I could really use something like that, Robert reaches for the cape. He grabs it off your shoulders. It's my cape, you shout, hanging onto it. I found it. The cape is big. Let's cut it in half, Robert says. You can wear half, and I'll wear half. (laughs) So, uh, should we say okay to cutting the cape? Or do we say we won't cut the cape in half? No, No, you do not start altering magical slash... Because it might not work anymore. Yeah, or it might fucking explode. Like, no. Fuck you, Robert. Jesus. You can't be happy first for like five seconds. I don't really know the laws of altering magical fabrics. Don't do it. <laughs> sounds like it's not a good idea. Um. Okay, I guess we'll keep it intact then. Robert and your dumb ideas. Get back to work cleaning up my attic. Right? I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> I don't want the I I don't want to cut the cape in half, you tell Robert. What if it won't work anymore? Let's take turns then, Robert says. Me first, because I'm your guest. <laughs> Little son of a bitch. He grabs the cape and whips it on. You hear him clattering down the stairs. Let's wear it together, you shout after Robert. No, I want to get even with Larry, Robert answers. You'd be in the way. Are you nuts, you yell, running downstairs too? Larry's the biggest bully in school. I'm invisible, remember, says Robert's voice. You hear him walk down the hall and follow him into the kitchen. You watch his jacket rise in the air. Several empty balloons seem to float from my pocket toward the kitchen sink. So is his jacket invisible once he puts it on? Under the cloak? I don't know. I guess. Should should be, right? Yeah. You can't see Robert, but the balloons swell under the water faucet until they're ready to burst. Oh, I see. Because it it said empty balloons seem to float from a pocket toward the kitchen sink. So we can see them once he takes them out of the pocket. Okay. Okay. I understand now. Um, Let's see. So he's filling up the water balloons, I guess. The bulging balloons disappear under the cape that Robert is wearing. You see the door swing open and hear Robert cross the porch. Then you listen to his footsteps thump on the sidewalk. 
you follow the sounds of his feet right up to the front steps of Larry's house. Hey Larry, Robert's voice yells, get out here you creep. Uh oh, when Larry opens the door, he won't see Robert, he'll see you, standing by yourself on his front lawn. <laughs> Great plan, guys. This was not well thought out. Mm-mm. And he'll think you called him a creep. There's no time to run away. You've got to find a place to hide, and fast. Do you jump under the cape with Robert, or behind a big bush near the street? Oh. Is this going to be our sexual awakening? I think so. To get under the, the Get cape. under the cape. Yeah, yeah, get a little friendly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, I love the wording here. You grope around until you find Robert, lift the yeah, cape, and quickly do. slip underneath it. <laughs> now you're both invisible. You're going to mess everything up, Robert whispers. He gives you a shove. You fall over backward. The whole cape goes with you. It slips off Robert and covers you as you hit the ground. You look up just as Larry steps outside. He can't see you, but he can sure see Robert. What do you think you're doing with those water balloons, Larry growls at Robert. Uh, er, is all Robert can say. He's so scared that he drops the balloons. They burst and splatter water on his feet. Way to go, Larry sneers. You're all wet, Bob. He starts... Good one. (laughs) He starts forward, his fist up. You're afraid he'll punch Robert out. You have to do something fast. You jump to your feet, still wrapped in the cape. You circle Larry. When you're behind him, you take the cape off. Hey, fatso, you yell. While Larry is charging at you, Robert dashes out the front gate. You slip the cape back on and dash to the end of the yard. Larry spins around until he's dizzy, trying to find you. Where are you, you little worm? He shouts. Right here, creepo, you call out, pulling the the cape off again. Larry runs straight at you. You put the cape on at the last minute and step aside. Whoops! Larry falls over a lawn chair. (laughs) You could keep this up all afternoon. You race to the side yard, ready to yell something even nastier. And that's when you realize, you're not wearing your cape. It must have fallen off. You are visible, and here comes Larry. The end. We should have left Robert. <laughs> Little dick. So yeah, I guess that's the twist of you are invisible, is that you're visible. <laughs> I, I was not inclined to help Robert at all. She'll left that little asshole to his fate. Fuck him. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, should we, are you guys interested in trying anything else, or do you want to end it here? Uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the options were. We could just steal an apple. We could check out... Cut the thing in half. Oh, yeah, we could cut it in half. We could go play baseball. And maybe give someone powers to see the future. I'd be down for some baseball. The all-American pastime. Could do some baseball. Mmm, baseball. (laughs) Well, you know what they have at baseball games is alcohol. Yes! And guys with butts. That too. That too. I'm serious. Baseball players? Like, holy crap. How do they have such good butts? (laughs) Next time on Go Your Own Way. Or rather, (laughs) do you know why baseball players have such good butts? Tell us on on Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Please let me know. Do you play baseball? Send us a picture of your butt. There you go. I follow a girl on Twitter who is all about sensual baseball. (laughs) Oh my god. 
Sorry, I need a minute. I'm trying to find out how to get to the baseball stuff. Yes, uh, take us to the see, butts, Peter. I just need a whole bunch of messages on Twitter with butts. Lots and <laughs> well, lots of butts. We can arrange that. Oh, God. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> okay, straight Ooh, to the baseball. And good man chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, too bad they don't play baseball shirtless. Just for you, Jen. Mm-hmm. And you could sit there in the bleachers with your beer and your uh, apple pie. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're ready to uh, read the story and s- stop fantasizing a little bit about butts. I mean, we will, but you just won't talk about it. <laughs> you c- <laughs> you can come back later for Mister Mister Walters's apples. Right now, you want to get to the game. You jog down the sidewalk to the vacant lot. Your friend Todd is at bat. You know he's not a very good hitter. Some of the kids are teasing him. Easy out, they shout. Two strikes. Why don't you just quit now? Todd ignores them and taps the plate with his bat. The pitcher winds up. You dash over to Todd. As the pitcher throws, you leap in front of the plate. Even before Todd can swing, you grab the ball and fling it into left field. I suppose that's helpful. <laughs> is, are people going to believe that he hit it? I mean, they won't really have a choice, right? Like, are a bunch of people going to be like, I know the ball just sort of flew away like you hit it, but I didn't see you hit it. So <laughs> you just stay right there and we will pitch again through this miraculous <laughs> event that I cannot explain at all. <laughs> Sorry, I need to get some water. In bed. Yes. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Todd swung so fast, I didn't even see the bat move, the pitcher mumbles. <laughs> Gosh darn it. But Todd is so surprised that he freezes. Run, dummy, you yell, forgetting for a second that you're invisible. Todd races toward first base. You pull your cape tightly around you and run even faster than he does. The fielder picks... So why don't you just play baseball instead of him? Because apparently you can catch... A pitched ball and then just toss because it. Because the other kids and then don't fast. like you, so they didn't invite you to play. <laughs> mm. More of a story, stop being such an asshole. It's probably because you're always hanging out with that Robert kid. Yeah, clearly. Everywhere you that go, Robert that little dick is bag is no there. Good. Yeah. It's a bad element. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody seems to be making fun of your friend Todd, too. So maybe we just have a really bad choice of friends. <laughs> uh, let's see. The fielder picks up the ball and throws it to first, but you're there to knock the ball aside. Then you roll the ball toward home plate. What's going on? The first baseman yells. Todd rounds first and second and heads for third. The catcher scoops up the ball to throw it to third base. Hey, catcher, over here, you shriek from first base. The catcher whirls in your direction. She's so confused she drops the ball. Then she throws it to third base, but it flies over the third baseman's head, and Todd's on his way home. Todd hit a home run, his teammates shout. You hear someone out shouting too, not far down the street. Help, police, stop him. Should you find out what's happening, or do you stay where you are? Maybe we could save the day, and then maybe the kids will start liking us again. (laughs) There you go. 
<laughs> I like the idea of that, like, we catch the pitch, and then instead we just chuck it at Todd's head <laughs> and give him future vision. Whack! <laughs> if you decide... Okay, so we can decide to find out what's happening with the police, or we can stay at the game and turn to page 18. Let's see what's up with the caps. Mm-hmm. You just scream with great power comes great responsibility as you bean Todd in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you decide to find out what's going on down the street. You leave the ball game and race toward the shouting. As you run, you hear a crash and more angry shouts. You broke my windows. I'll get you for this. I, I almost wish I had read that in some kind of strange... Eastern European accent. (laughs) You turn onto Main Street and see a big kid running up the sidewalk toward you. It's Larry. He's a bully, and he's always picking on you and your friends. Mr. Brown, the butcher, is chasing Larry. So are Fred, the barber, and Mrs. Willis, the librarian. Larry's almost twice as big as you are. Should you try to stop him by tripping him? Maybe if you barked and growled like a mean dog, you could scare him into stopping. (laughs) <laughs> and as we as we do that um mr walters is walking down the street with his dog he's like bad dog no we're going home you're not eating <laughs> the dog has got to be the way to go mm-hmm. that's got to be it if we try and trip him he's gonna like grab our cape on the way down and then mm-hmm. beat the crap out of us that's true or since he's twice as big as us he may have so much momentum that he just kind of knocks us and we hit our head on the ground and gain future vision or die. <laughs> All right, so let's let's bark like a dog. <laughs> you decide to try and scare Larry by barking. You make sounds like your grandmother's German Shepherd when he's angry. Ruff, ruff. Larry slows down a little when he hears the barks. Rawr, rawr. You howl like the cranky husky on your street. Larry stops running and looks around nervously. Now you growl like Mr. Walter's uh, mean old boxer butch. Growl, growl. Because <laughs> dogs completely sound like that. It works. Larry makes a U-turn and dashes straight into Mr. Brown's powerful arms. Ooh. He's so muffly. <laughs> uh, you growl once more just for fun. And hear an echo right behind you. It's the real Butch. He may not be able to see you, but he can still smell you. <laughs> not really. Yeah, the end. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, what was that three different endings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's pretty solid. Um, obviously, the story includes other ones. There's a lot of choices that we didn't go with. Um but if you listeners want to play the other options on this book, it should be pretty dang cheap on Amazon or something. Maybe a buck or two. Um, once again, it's called You Are Invisible by Susan Saunders. This is from the Choose Your Own Adventure series. It's number 48. I feel like Susan Saunders is a... Have we done a story by her before? Like, was the other book by her? I feel like I know that name. I can actually check. Did she go on to write something famous? No, I'm pretty sure she wrote one of these other ones. Actually, she did not write any of the other two, and I thought she did. Mm. Oh. Maybe I'm just crazy. (laughs) Well, now I want to look up Susan Saunders. How do you spell her last name? S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S. 
Oh, she's contributed to a bunch of different series. Well, now you if you know. know if if you know Susan Saunders from something other than this book, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. G-Y-O-W stands for Go Your Own Way, which is the name of this podcast. If you type those words into iTunes, uh, you can <laughs> you can subscribe to us and then we'll automatically get downloaded to your Apple device of choice or whatever. If you spray paint Go Your Own Way on <laughs> any wall in your city, we will come visit you. Well, we won't, but we will like the photo on Facebook. Which is basically like a visit. Yeah. If you tattoo, go your own way on your neck. <laughs> tell us on Facebook. Oh, God, why? We will call your mother and tell you about the bad decisions that you were making. <laughs> we oh, might gosh. even do it in funny voices. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, good book. Uh, short and sweet for the most part. Uh, maybe next time we'll start getting into some of the longer books. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out next time. But until then, thanks for listening. And you'll hear us next time. Woo! For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>